What's going on, everybody? It is Thursday, January 19th, and you have found the Pinwheels and Ivy podcast. I am your host, Matt Zwaski, a.k.a. Father Zo, a.k.a. Southside Zo. And with me, as always, back from Mexico, my guy, Aldo Soto. Well, I was going to say, I mean, I, I was gone for about a week and a half. I come back, Twitter's changed, it's weird, hate it. Uh, that's hate usual. It, it happens like, it. what, every once every six months. Hate Cubs it. got Trey Mancini. Uh, Kevin is optimistic about the Cubs. I should leave that's him off. Just, yeah, that's just weird. Speaking of Kevin, the good Reverend Trey Fitz. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm in like super optim. I'm. 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 I'm out of the milky toast column and into the cautiously optimistic column, which is a, a really good place to be in the beginning of the year in January. Real uh, quick, uh, starting January, thinking that you got 11 months of hell. So I guess what what does milky toast mean? Uh, think not for me, your, for Matt, Mitch was wondering. Uh, probably you or Mitch's legs uh, in roughly February. Wasn't there uh, a dude in Hill and uh, Lifeless? Really. Wasn't there a dude in the Run and Simpy show like Milk Toast Man? Come on, Milk Toast anyone? is different. Milk Toast Man, yeah, it's it's bland, just okay. not colorful or vibrant. All right, so learn on the show. To like, maybe, and of course. Ladies love them. Guys want to be them. NASCAR Mitch. I'm pretty pumped for this show. I mean, not only did my guy, Trey Mancini, just get signed, which is pretty, you know, that's that's always exciting. I think though that, that wasn't even the best acquisition this week. The White Sox had him. And you think I'm joking, but I'm being serious. They're embracing optimi- uh, analytics. I'm excited. Kev just taught me a new word. Let's go, baby. I'm yes. ready. I love it. See, that's what you really, Mitch, you bring so much to the table, but number one with the bullet is your youthful exuberance, just that energy. There we go. Yeah. And it was powder toast, man. Powder toast, man. And he farts. He farts cinnamon right before he takes off when he flies. And cinnamon comes out of his butt. Uh, All that. Who? I have no idea where this show is going to go. I'm not even going to try to even fake an agenda right now. So let's. <laughs> I have an agenda. Let, this is. Ooh, that, was fucking, that was a little aggressive, Mitch. That was the fucking agenda. Four ages long. We got some White Sox stuff to talk about. Mitch, well, Mitch well, has Hans replacement. Mitch already has Hans replacement. Before we even got on here, Mitch was talking about his poll. Uh, not having it. A lot, 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 no, of poll poll. A lot of poll talk. A lot of poll talk. Uh, yeah, if you're still here, God bless you. Let's tap this guy. Rebuild of the favorites. We here for the latest. South side or the north side. Not tuned to the greatest. Home team for the home teams. Both sides got our own rings. On the mound or the long ball. But we don't put the wrong strings. Yeah. It's that time of the year now. Wrigley or Gantee, so the whole league that we hear now. New show with a new mood. Discussions and interviews. Trade rumors that might be. This is Pinwheels and Knife. Yeah. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on the boy, yeah. Every season, they get all changed. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on the this show is brought to you by sports mockery sports make sure you download the app turn on the push notification so you'll be the first to know what trades the Bulls make, what the Bears do with this damn first pick. 
I'm already sick of all this shit. <laughs> sports mockery, sportsmockery.com. Download the app, turn on push notifications, and also brought to you by Uncle Buds. 9700, 9700 South Cicero. I was actually there on Saturday for the I'm Fat podcast. Great time. I had the the whiskey dick uh, old fashioned. Uh, there's oh, a great bad you're talking about your night. But yeah, I'm, I'm, you finished the sentence, thank God. <laughs> yeah, you the punctuation on that. Your the punctuation wife. on that was just terrible. Um, but yeah, the whiskey you're, dick. You're using uh, walking commas. Yep. <laughs> whiskey. The whiskey dick old fashioned. It's hard to get it all out in one sentence. <laughs> the whiskey dick old fashioned. Uh, highly recommend it. There's a pretty interesting story. The name of the bourbon used in the drink is actually whiskey dick because a dude's name was name was Dick and he made whiskey. But anyways, uh, go check it out. Okay. Again, they got trivia. Uh, on Tuesdays, bingo and karaoke on Thursdays. Um, yeah, you don't want to check it out. Food's great, man. This is the first time I sat and ate there. God damn, that food was good. Um, Uncle Bud's 9700 South Cisco. Tell them Pinwheels and Ivy sent you. People are talking. It's a place to be. People are talking. If you want to get whiskey, Dick, go to Bud's. Yeah, I mean, if you really need help, you won't have a flaccid experience. You suck at drinking. Um, well, it's a hard drink, drink, I've heard. <laughs> is it a, a milk toast drink? All right. Well, Rick's starting us out the gate hot with this comment. Cubs. Cubs. Yeah. Um, let's rock. All right. Well, let's start with that. Let's start with Trey Mancini. Your boy. All of our boy. Mm-hmm. I I was actually pretty surprised that it actually. I think we. I think we should get credit for making this happen. I think we. Isn't like manifesting shit like the big rage now? I think we manifested. Trey Mancini to the Cubs. We're reversing this pin. Well, maybe not because you cursed um, Carlos Correa. Yeah, yeah. I, I was yeah. going to return. I this cursed the Mets. I didn't curse Carlos Correa. I cursed which the is Mets. acceptable. Well, I mean, Carlos, which is Carlos okay. Correa. Carlos Correa did lose technically 150 million dollars. <laughs> yeah, but he's going to the Twins, which doesn't help the White Sox. So you still kind of screwed us there, uh, Zo. That's true, Zo. You did. He didn't lose it. He could potentially have lost it. He also will make more money in eight years or whatever it is under that contract, then he would have made, he would have only been $30 million less if he plays all of games, obviously. He cashes it out. He you got to include the contract last year that he had with the Twins into that equation. Really, it's like, what, eight years, $30 million less? Yeah. So really 15, a, I don't really understand why Twins fans are all like, oh, shit, we got, you had them last year, dude, and your team was <clears> fucking <throat> cheeks. Like, what What just changed? I don't get it. They, are, they had a couple oh. arms, didn't they? they did, did anyone else, I hate to go down, like, Twins talk here, but this was interesting. I saw, like, some Twins beat reporter was posting that they're open to trading Luis Arise, but they don't view Pablo Lopez as, like, a sufficient return, which I thought was crazy. That's that made no sense to me. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't trade Whoever's Luis dog Arise, that is though. just didn't think so either. So, <laughs> Pablo, I saw, shit too. I saw Pablo was uh, was hot in the market. I did see the twins pop up, but that's hilarious that they think uh, fucking Pablo. Is a, yeah, I mean he's good. He's Luis good. Is good. He's a White Sox killer, but you need a single. Luis arrives. Yeah. Your- he's the Twins TA. Yeah, yeah. it's three thirty. All singles. <laughs> so. Trey Mancini, two-year deal with the Chicago Cubs. This is just the definition of like a win-win-win-win deal because Cubs get another bat, which they needed, right-handed bat, who can DH. And 
I'm going to just go ahead and say this, Cubs fans. If you see Trey Mancini playing outfield for you, you got bigger problems. I know he can. I know he has. <laughs> but just because a guy can do it, Andrew Vaughn, doesn't mean he should be playing the outfield. He's not a yeah. bad outfielder, though. If you look I know at statistically, but that was also a couple different lifetimes ago. Like he's gonna be, he's gonna be splitting time at first base. Yeah, the, first base Matt and Mervis. DH. He's a first base yeah. and DH. Um, but nice two-year deal. You also get veteran leadership in the locker room. You get obviously a guy who has a great story to tell, a great motivational tale, if you will, for some your of these favorite young guys. first base. It's diet, Anthony Rizzo. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Both world champions. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, this was basically this is basically every, uh, like it, it, it encompassed every move that the Cubs have made this this offseason. It was a solid move. It's not flashy, you know. It wasn't Jose Abreu coming off a great year. It wasn't uh, you know the Cubs didn't get uh, Bogarts or uh, Correa, but you know they got Swanson. Uh, they didn't get uh, Nimmo, but they got Bellinger. Hopefully, like it was just like just a a series of solid moves that you know you should get a little excited for. But obviously, you're not over the moon. It's not like you know Trey right. Mancini. I'm I'm more excited because you know it 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 means hopefully less of Eric Hosmer, but we won't go over that again. But it's just another like the Cubs need DH. We've been talking about this for like a long time, Kevin. Yep. The Cubs just had like. They just need a. They just need several, at least, uh, above average hitters, which mm-hmm. they did. They, they mm-hmm. accomplished that this offseason. Yeah, I mean, if if you know, as Cub fans, you know, we've we're pretty. We've been pretty, you know, down on on the offseason and in the some of the lack of movements. But we've talked about Mancini enough on this show, especially like. And I, again, I, I mean, I, I know as much as Aldo's hated Mervis, or not Mervis, uh, Hosmer. You know, I, you know, I was I I had told I think I might have even mentioned a couple weeks ago, and I know I posted it a couple times on Twitter. You know, you sign Hosmer, it's fine. But if you sign Hosmer and Mancini, you're basically grabbing yourself one full hitter is what you're getting there. That could really pay off with matchups. And they can DH, they can play first. This doesn't block Matt Mervis. Look, all the people that are, like, scared that somehow signing Mancini is going to block Matt Mervis. If Matt Mervis is blocked by those two, that means Matt Mervis Mervis isn't ready yet for the show because you got to earn your job. You don't just get it because you hit – 30 some odd 40 homers in, at, at the triple A in the minor league level, you're going to earn your spot. You know, it's not just going to be handed to Mervis. And, and if Mervis can't win the competition, he's not going to win the competition. And I, I, I don't get the, you know, I don't think David Ross is, you know, these aren't guys that played for Ross or he played with, these are complete strangers that he's bringing in. You know, that's it, it, there's not going to be that favoritism that people, you know, maybe he had with Jason Hayward um, and Mancini's got a one year, you know, it's a two year deal with a first year opt out. So, you know, Mancini kicks ass, you know, Cubs might lose him, but it's at least a nice stopgap. Um, and if he's mediocre, you've got a pretty valuable, you know, pretty good value deal for a guy that can help again, bridge to the next, you know, as the prospects hopefully start panning out, you know, Mervis being one of them. And, you know, honestly, you know, I, I love Nick magical, but it's much better than having Nick magical at the DH spot. So yeah, well, it's I better mean, than, it's better than the alternative of like, Oh, it's going to be Eric Hosmer and like Patrick wisdom. Like we don't right. have to worry about Patrick wisdom at first base anymore. It's like, all right, it's going to be to start off. It's going to be, you know, Hosmer and Mancini doing the DH first base thing. If Mervs gets hot or if he's fucking a stud in spring training, then, you know, they'll make a, deci- a decision there. So, we, 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 we like, P- Patrick Wisdom right now is, like, like, 20, no, like 24, 25 on the roster right now. Against lefties, he's great, though. So, like, I'm good with him, like, playing in those spot starts. 
him but in he moderation just, he just matters is less fine. now, which is good. Yeah. He's not a guy. He's not Swizdom going to bring us to the promised land, right? I mean, we've, we've, we've gotten at least past time. that, you know, selling us, you know, shoveling shit in our mouth and telling us it's caviar. Yeah. But you oh. also have to think about the pressure that it takes off of Mervis. You know, we've talked about not throwing that poor kid saying, hey, hello, rookie. We need you to be the MVP. Like, no. Now the kid can go out and he can sink, rise, you know, succeed, fail, learn, grow, build. And this is what a rookie season is supposed to be. So, Jed is protecting Matt Mervis in a lot of ways with this move too, because there is no pressure now. Just let those, you know, if, if he's having a rough day, let him see it from a different angle and bring him back. You don't have to leave him out there and the expectations won't weigh down on the kid because it was unfair. Cubs fans were like really throwing a lot of heaping, a lot of expectation on the kid in his first cup of coffee. And it's just not fair to the kid. And now he's got protection. Yeah. I think bottom line is, you're better today with Trey Mancini than you were without him. Like, does it jump off the page? No. But you're getting 20 home runs. You're getting veteran leadership. And I think it was interesting because I was wondering, because, like, they just signed Hosmer, too. It's like, oh, that's kind of adding him right afterward. But I think with the opt-out, it's if he gets over 350 at-bats. So, say he's having a good year. Maybe you throw Hosmer in a couple times so he doesn't reach that mark. Or there's some flexibility there. And, like you said, it takes the pressure off Mervis because now you have um, some options. But – you're better today with them than without him because before they signed Mancini, you looked at all like the projected lineups and Nick Madrigal is your DH. And you're like, I mean, I don't, I don't know about that one. So uh, it's a, it's a very solid pickup and uh, you, you can do a lot worse as your designated hitter. Than Trey I, I also like this aspect of the Mervis thing. I think he's always going to like this. Cause I think he's like, you bring this up all the time. You know, there's nothing wrong with a little competition. Maybe that sparks a fire with uh, with Mervis. He's like, wait, why are you bringing up all these guys? I'm going to be the guy at first base, or I can be your DH. There's not, so there's also that part. Competition breeds excellence. Competition breeds well, excellence. Period. And that's what I was going to say. So the biggest thing for me for the Cubs for this is it gives them options. It gives them flexibility. There's a lot of different lineups they can roll out now. They can move guys around. It Options are always good, especially when the options are decent. Like, it's not a bunch of shitty second baseman that you have to pick from. Like you actually have options of like Hans or Alberto respect. Him. Yeah. And so that's big. And then I think this move really sums up the Cubs off season. Like you mentioned earlier, you know, not the big splashy move, but a move that made the team better. A move that, you know, I still don't think they win the NL central. No, yeah. but I don't uh, the NL's fucking stacked. I don't know if I'd even say wild card, but no, but that's the thing. It's like because that like that third fucking wild card. So like yeah. they're gonna they should be. I think I think Kevin, you're at this point now too with like these last couple additions here, getting some like you know at least league average to better hitters. They should be in a spot where like they're competing with you know the seventh fucking best team in the National League. Like that should yeah. be the bare minimum expectation. I keep forgetting about that third wild card spot. Yeah. That. That's I think that's plausible. I mean, St. Louis, by all means, on paper going into the season, they're a fucking. There, I mean, they're good. I can't as much as I hated them and didn't believe. I mean, they, well, they showed it in the playoffs, but I'm not uh, a big. Uh, they're, they're stacked. I'm not a big Phipps projection guy, but I mean, even looking at that, you're just like, oh. Phipps. I do. Well, yeah, arguably the best third baseman in baseball and the best first baseman in baseball. That corner infield stack. You're gonna be competitive if you got Arenado and Goldschmidt on any roster. Right. Yeah. Plus they got a stacked farm. Yeah. They got a great fucking rotation. Like I will say this too for the Cubs with 
uh, Mancini, the the seal or the floor there is still pretty high. Like bare minimum, say he stinks. You're still getting a World Series. Guys won a World Series, so he knows what it takes to win, and a good locker room guy. So you're getting some benefit out of it if he's absolutely terrible, which I don't yeah. think he will be. I mean, that ballpark suits him a lot better. He hated Camden Yards because of that left field. Because they wow. moved it back like a thousand. It really <laughs> suits him a lot better. It's not the pressure of adjusting to uh, a contending team in the AL like uh, with, with the Astros. So I, I do think he, he'll bounce back nicely. And then the other thing with it, like the same thing with his contract, I think uh, Kevin, you brought up, uh, or Mitch too, with the with the second year as an option year. That's most of these deals. Like Cody yeah. Bellinger, it's a two year, but like it's an opt out after the first. Same thing with uh, with Mancini. Uh, you know, the same thing with like Drew Smiley in the rotation. So like it sets them up where where the floor for twenty twenty three is higher, where the minimum expectation is like, yeah, they should be around that wild card race. Mm-hmm. If things go great, you know, they'll be better than that. If not, they're not screwed by, like, any massive bad contract. Even the Swanson one, like, that doesn't matter because then they have all this other money coming off. Right. But, so, like, I don't – like, that uh, That uh, John Boy Media, uh, the that clip went viral on Wednesday. And they're like, you know, w- like, what are the Cubs doing? It's like – I think it's, I had somebody replying, like – like, what the Cubs are, are doing doesn't make any sense. I'm like, why? Like, they're getting better. They're trying to compete. They have the, they have, like, the, their pro, their top prospects are still a year away. So, you know, it's not like they, ha- it's not like they were ready to go all in. You know, maybe we can debate on if they should have or not. You know, that's, I think it's a separate debate, though. But, like, they're not, they're not really, like, screwing themselves long term. No, like, not at all. Like, like, what contract do they have right now that's like, fuck. Well, the biggest like, thing like is... Like, even the Swanson one, it's like, what, 25, 23 million a year? Like, okay. The biggest thing is, like you said, there's really no pressure. Yeah. Like, you got this team. Again, a wild card would be a win of a season. Mm-hmm. And you're not tied down financially to a lot of them. So if it doesn't work, then you fucking buy. And you try it again. And, and, and like, this thing, like... Oh. And even the best case scenario too, like because they can have a mix, like they can have a complete win-win scenario where like they're competing, and and maybe like they do, ha- like maybe Matt Mervis does come up and he's a fucking beast, and they're like and like Eric Hosmer, maybe he doesn't work out or whatever, yeah. and they're like, all right, we're gonna cut kind of Hosmer loose, <laughs> we're gonna cut Hosmer. <laughs> well, the Hosmer well, talk, like, fuck Hosmer. He's when he's, no, he's got to shit the bed. No. Because here's the thing. It's not even about Hosmer because it would be Mancini too. It's like, all right, well, Mervis, he's like, he's the anchor now at first base. Oh. We if Mancini's doing good. Let's trade him, get something back for him. Uh, if or if it goes the other way, let's say the pitching isn't as good as you know. I think I think the pitching is going to hold up. Well, maybe it doesn't. Maybe maybe the guys don't take that next step that I think they are. But like, let's say like Bellinger's having a solid year. You can trade him, get something good for him. There's many steps where obviously we we want them to win, right? But Hmm. there are steps where like if they stumble, if they're not as competitive as we think they're going to be, there's still an okay scenario with some trades during the middle of the year that's like, all right, well, then they can really go for it in the offseason. And then that's when there really is no – I know we keep saying the same thing over every fucking offseason, Kevin. There's no excuse not to spend. But Hmm. then like really this – this really would be the time. There is no excuse, guys. Yeah. And, <laughs> and you, no know, you mentioned it too, and we've talked about it on the show. I think the Mancini move, especially, it goes, it takes this Cubs roster from needing to catch a 24 pack of lightning in a bottle 
to a 12 pack, maybe a six or like it just, it, it really balances out um, a lot of question marks in the lineup. And I think that that's another, you know, you, you brought it up. A lot of things have to go right for the Cubs to like make a little bit of a run, but in, in a, in a perfect world, you know, some of these guys thrive and the Cubs get some really good in-game experience. Maybe they're in the hunt for a good chunk of the season, maybe even deep into the season. And these guys get some experience. They learn to gel. Um, and then at the deadline, you've got some moves to make. Maybe you can supplement your roster because some guys have been playing really well, but you have to read the writing on the wall. And do you have a real legitimate chance of, you know, winning a world series? If not, you know, you make a couple moves to, again, like you said, bolster, you know, the roster for 2024 sounds so old saying that next year's 2024. Um, and you have all of this, you know, all this capital or, you know, again, you do catch lightning. I mean, you have to catch a couple bottles of it and, and the Cubs make a little postseason where they make it to the postseason. And you have some of these younger guys get an opportunity to get that cup of coffee in the postseason. Winning is a learned art. And getting there and being in that situation, there is no other substitute. You can't simulate a postseason game for, for all the practices and all the different VRs in the world. You got to be there. You got to feel it. You got to feel the rumble under your feet and, and you know, the, the, the white knuckling. And, and for these guys, you know, if they catch that lighting in the bottle, this could be a really good experience season for the Cubs that could build and again, like we say, bridge as this, hopefully this young talent starts coming up. And that's the one thing we haven't talked about, but I mean, the real lightning in the bottle the Cubs could catch is going to be the rotation um, with some of these younger prospect arms that are coming up that very well may come up and carve. And those guys, you know, it's pitchers are pitchers. They're, they're, they're mid twenties guys. They're older. It's time. So some of those guys could really, that's where I'm looking for the lightning in the bottle. I think, you know, for me, Cody Bellinger, I need Cody Bellinger. I, I more than anything else, other than KB in 2023, I want no other player in baseball to have a massive resurgent year than Cody Bellinger. I mean, he's one of my favorite players in the game, period. He's on the Cubs. He's struggled for a couple years ever since it's my fault because I drafted him with the first pick uh, in our Pimlos and Ivy Fantasy Football League, uh, Baseball League a couple years ago. He was my first pick because he was coming off the MVP season, and it's my fault. I took It's, it's me. It's me. So hopefully maybe this – We'll, we'll figure it out for him, but that, this is good for the Cubs. This, the Cubs are in a good place. They're in a, they're in a quality place where it's okay to be less pessimistic. And I think that it's breaking down walls, but it is a show me, don't tell me. And so there's still a lot of work to do, but it is nice to not feel like I, 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 you know, I'm like miserably, like I don't feel pessimistic anymore. I guess, I guess best way to put some like optimist, but I think they are kind of protected. They have the shield of a great farm system and a lot of prospects right now, because no one's really expecting them to contend. So even with like a bunch of underwhelming roofs, like it makes them better. So people, eh, well, yeah, maybe they can contend and they don't work out. We got this farm system full of talent that's coming up. So we have the future to look forward to. If they did not have such a deep farm system in like promising looking future, then I think these moves don't look nearly as good and people are not nearly as optimistic about yeah. them. Like front office has the protection of like, well, you know, we're building for the future. Cause let's be honest, last year it was the start of a rebuild without them actually coming out and, and saying it. Like, I, Cub fans aren't, you know, as dumb as they look all the time. They, they, they know. The reason. That, that's what I was going to say. Ted, by the way, by the way, and I, I'll just kind of drop this real quick. A, Cubs convention this weekend. I am very much a fan of Carter Hawkins. Uh, when he opens his mouth, he kind of explains things. When Jed opens his mouth, you want to punch him right in the throat. Like he just, he oh, just, just, just foot every <laughs> time. Jed, just shut up and let your general manager talk because boy, Carter Hawkins, and I know the Cub fans, Boy. A, lot of Cub, like, a lot of Cub fans, <laughs> out on the street, there is violence. Sorry, all right, anyway, sorry, like, sounded like the beginning of Electric Avenue. Um, But he, he was so good at the Cubs con convention. He's well-spoken. He broke things down in a positive way. He was He's good with delivery. And I noticed one thing more than anything else. He used the word, uh, uh, he used the word we and us 
constantly. Jed, I, me, my. Those are things for me that stand out as a red flag. And I heard that a lot. If you go back and watch the press conference, Jed used me, 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 I, and not us, where Carter Hawkins is really into the us and the we, which I really appreciate that kind of talk. I know it's so stupid, but it's something that coaches always look at as a red flag. If a guy is saying my guys or just saying our team, there's a very big difference in the type of player that person is and you know ownership and whatever we want to call it. So I just, sorry, that was just a total side note, but you know, him explaining the offseason makes it easier. He actually refers to it. I mean, I don't know if he said rebuild exactly either because Jed might stab him, but he made it pretty clear that this is still like a, a work in progress that the put on your hard hat and go to work, grab your lunch pail, but there's a lot more work to be done kind of stuff. And that made, that made it so much more palatable watching their, 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 their uh, little panel. But uh, I just can't wait till uh Sox fest to watch Rick Hahn and Kenny Williams address the fans. I'm I'm really stoked about that. Maybe next year. Uh, look, uh, Ben Intendi was our guy from uh, day one. We've uh, really uh, and uh, uh, I've been uh, cranking it to Ben Intendi since he was yeah. in college. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but oh, like a Rick Hahn, Fifty Shades of Grey of Andrew Ben Intendi. That'd be great. Yeah. Uh, Mike <laughs> Nelson in the comments says thoughts on Brendan Davis and PCA. I mean, we've talked about these guys, and I think they just brought it up. You know, the the Cubs have a good farm system. I think in the the new Baseball America 100, they both went up, mm -hmm. I believe, from their previous rankings. Well, I think uh, I think Brandon Davis went down because he had the injured year injured. this year. But PCA, he's like what top? Uh, was he 25? I think. Something and I guess that. they they ranked um, Jordan Wick, um, who I'm who's not whose name is not Colson Montgomery, not. Uh, as the seventh best left-handed pitching prospect in baseball. Which there you go. In a, they were like literally like no lefty pitchers in the top. If I remember correctly, Colson <laughs> Montgomery was number thirty-nine. I want to say in that top one hundred list. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And was, I Colas was in like the eighties. I mean, Jordan Wicks like what twenty-four now? Come on. Man. So that so, so that, that's the thing with the with PCA and Brent David. Like that's the other thing with uh, people. Uh, and Mitch, you said it's like you know obviously the there's a little bit more of all right. This kind of makes sense with the short-term deals getting the team better in the short term, but not really, you know, hampering anything long term. And it's because of like it's it's Pete Crow Armstrong. Yeah. Like they are betting that he is going to be the center fielder of the future. Mm -hmm. He is going to be their leadoff man. Uh and that's why, you know, that's why they went for uh the short term fix in and Bellinger. Like if he mm -hmm. works out, cool. It's good for the Cubs. It's good for Cody Bellinger. He'll probably opt out. He'll hit free agency. He'll hit it big. But then the Cubs will be like we still have Pete Crow Armstrong. He's going to be our guy in center field. And, uh, and Bellinger's time with the Cubs might be predicated on how well Pete Crow Armstrong nice. comes out of the gate um, in, his, uh, in, in the early part of the season for him, you know, down on the farm too. I mean, that's a big – dude, the dude's so exciting. And, and Zoe and, and Mitch, you guys haven't seen really much of Pete Crow Armstrong, but dude, the dude is – Watches YouTube sick. highlights once a week, bud. Don't assume shit. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, oh, the, the, the defense. The computer. His, he's just the so excited. I'm not going to lie. Up until two minutes ago, I thought he was at shortstop. So, yeah. Left handed. Oh, no. yeah. Left that was the other thing with the, you know, this offseason. Well, the last couple of seasons of shortstops, we all got hyped for Christian Hernandez, you know, Ed Howard. Yeah, Ed Howard. The, he, Ed, How the Ed Howard, that being a hip injury, man. I, I'm obviously not ideal. nothing yeah. but the best for that kid, but I agree with you, man. That is, yeah, it's, that's, that's a rough it, one. It, it, it wasn't just like a minor thing. It was a, it was a tough. Yeah. One. Hopefully he comes back. I'm hoping for him, but yeah. 
But you got, as, you got Brandon Davis coming back from a spinal injury too. Like but, I mean. That's the thing, though. That's what Mitch was saying is this is a luxury that the Cubs have that the White Sox don't. You have all these names that we keep spouting off. And let's say this team does start get looking solid and they're going to make a run, but you're missing one piece. You go ahead and you convince a team that Ed Howard's worth, you know, taking them in a project and go get yourself a middle reliever or something right. like that. Like you have options. The White Sox don't. You know it reminds what I mean? me a lot of like 2019, 2020, when they'll sign like, John Jay for right field. It's like, well, you know, that's not that exciting, but we got a bunch yeah. of guys coming up I can be excited about. Or like, yeah, yeah. we're going to take a flyer on Nomar Mazzara. It's like, well, you know, that's not that exciting, but. Yeah, you know, now flash just, forward to 2023 and we still right. don't know who's playing right field. Right. But, yeah, uh, I forget, by the way, Ed Howard's still only 20. I mean, he's going to turn right. 21 here in a couple. But that's, yeah, and like that's what I mean. Here, you but. can, you have pieces to move. The Cubs have pieces to move. If they're one guy away or, you know, like, whatever they have pieces they can go do that like that's not a that's not a big hurdle for them and honestly guys that i mean the out of these like out of the pro the outfield pro, we haven't even talked about owen casey he's probably like at this point he's his you know his stock is going to be rising this year literally never heard that name until yes you have the redhead and you darvis trade oh the redheaded guy okay. I, actually, I actually do know who you're talking about um but there's another the guy that the guy from the yankees for anthony rizzo oh yeah I'll kevin Alcantara. like the oh. guys the cubs guys you know on twitter who write who are devoted to following cubs minor leagues they are in on kevin Alcantara. that dude i think is barely 20 years old He's that guy might be the player. star Kevin Alcantara sounds like a good baseball player. You hear the that name? guy might be the star in that outfield. And Greg, Greg, on when he came on our show um, a while back, talked about that. Here's 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 Owen Casey, by the way. He definitely yeah, no, needs I know sunscreen. What he said when he said red hair, yeah, yeah, he needs some sunscreen. But his uh, <laughs> he's zero grade sun protection. Carrot yeah. top and a Cubs uniform. He yep. Requires SPF one thousand. So, but yeah, no, you've got that. And, and when you look at Alcantara too, he is. He is a uh, he's a big kid. He's what is he six 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 seven? Yeah, he's he, um, he's huge. He's like he's got a more of a Mike. Six, six, six. I almost did it. Aaron Judge body. <laughs> um, there it was right. It was like Jared Allen I'm calling Josh Allen Jared Allen this weekend. What the hell? Um, so but he's he's got a really huge frame too. He's gonna fill out, but he has what might be potentially the best natural gifts of all the cut prospects. All of them. This, the, the Rizzo deal might be the Pico Armstrong, who was undervalued by the Mets because he was a little bit banged up. For Javi, was a pretty much a, it was a theft also. But Alcantara is what he has is Rizzo. The Rizzo trade was a slamming success, in my opinion. Uh, if he pans out the way that you know a lot of people think he might sneakily be able to do, and he's he's he hits the ball hard, <laughs> hard. Was Matt Moore a reliever last year? Matt Moore, I believe so. Yeah, he wasn't because our guy White Sox dominant comments say White Sox should sign Matt Moore. I know he used to be a starter. Yeah, he became a reliever. I think Matt Moore started Game Four against the Cubs uh, in the 2016 yeah, NLDS. Was dominating through eight innings. Gets pulled, and that's when the Cubs came back in the ninth. He wasn't bad last year for Texas. I mean, he's that's getting true. up there in age. He's what 33. Lefty. Baseball. Yeah, I mean, we only need him for like a year. Him or Andrew Chase would be kind of looks like Vincent Chase. I mean, one one ninety five ERA. He looks like sixty three games. No, I remember last year during the trade deadline, I had him as a guy the Sox should maybe try and trade for. I mean, he, 
He had a good, yeah, really good year, especially now yeah. that they're shorthanded in the bullpen. Wouldn't be a bad guy his to ERA, add. His ERA plus was 203. I mean, they could oh, definitely good. probably just snag him for cheap. Yeah. There's a few guys that, you know, uh, I forget the other guy too. He used to be with the Padres. Uh, was it was it Pomerantz who who switched from starter to reliever or somebody? Yeah, that sounds yeah. right. And then I think he got traded to the Brewers, and he was great there. To, or he got traded from the Brewers to the Padres, or the Padres to the Brewers. But you yeah, know, like there's the guys who who do that switch, and they just become it's shut down relievers thing that Rick Khan loves to spend on yep. relief pitchers. So no. yeah, I'm more. Well, I don't think we've been on since the news, right, with uh, Liam Hendricks. No, we did. We yeah. did a whole thing. Yeah, we did. Oh, that was week. okay. Yeah, thanks for listening. Yeah, I'm sorry. Appreciate you. <laughs> no connection, Mitch. I was <laughs> in the woods. Appreciate you checking out the show. Actually, no, I did during the live show. I did try to. I did try to comment. Didn't happen. It's hard on three G, folks. In my Fake story. news. Were you, were you the one that was like triple uh, X link? Yeah. Oh, that was yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Wrong. YouTube account. Oops. Yeah, I'm good with Matt Moore if they signed him. And I am seeing this pop up, by the way. Andrew Chase popping up a lot. Jumper mentioned it. He keeps popping up again. If the sheriff comes back to Chicago, I'm going to be super stoked. Damn it. That's a combo. I want to go to that. Yeah, that that's two. more of a Cubs thing, man. Like, as a no, pitcher, you guys are like, looking for a lefty outsider, reliever, like, too. Mm, Aren't yeah, the White Sox looking for a lefty reliever? Anyways, just need a reliever. Yeah, yeah. He's all right. I'd actually, I'd rather have Matt Moore than him. But But what about the T-shirt idea, though? I know, but Sox fans don't get as hype for Chafin as Cubs fans do. I get, I get the whole everything with him. I get it all. But it as a Sox fan, it just if the Sox got him, I'd be like, oh, dope, lefty reliever. Like we already got by Joe Kelly, one other swaggy reliever. We're not falling for it again. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, closers. Swaggy, it, it's fine, but Matt Moore's nicknames on baseball reference is Matty Mo or Matt Man. Matty Mo, my aunt calls me Matt Man. That's he's funny. a vegetarian. Man. My favorite nickname was up, Matt Man Fuego G. That one was something so Fuego, who Fuego G? Yeah, that was Dave Fields. He had it on his uh players uh weekend jersey or whatever. We're having a big game, James. I know that's what I thought of people. Well, I so, think everybody started to notice that he wasn't that good in big games. So, Mitch, you said you had an agenda. You had White Sox news. Yes. You're all fired up to talk about. So much exciting the floor White Sox. Is yours, buddy. The the first one I want to talk about, and I'm serious here, and I wrote about it. Check it out, Sports Mockery. But I think the White Sox had one of their best acquisitions of the offseason. Now, maybe not as far as on field thing, but they just hired Sam Andre Cohen. Uh, for those who don't know, he's the assistant GM for the Washington Nationals. He was with there oh, for man. over a decade. He started as an intern. And when he started in Washington, their organization's a lot like the White Sox. Not a big analytical department, very scout heavily, analytics over analytics, which I think there's a time and place for that. But I think that these <laughs> teams. Analytics. Yeah. I mean, in the playoffs, absolutely. Manalik. But over the course of the season, you know, analytics are kind of nice. Uh, smart guy. So he started as an intern. Eventually was on their research and development staff, was named the director of it within a year, and then he became the head of it, and then he was promoted to their assistant GM. Over his time there, he was in charge. He established a database for them that they use, their internal database called Pentagon. Uh, so that made him a lot more like data-driven, heavy, or whatever. You'll, make it. You'll, <laughs> you'll notice, too, 
when he first got or 2018 when he first took over like the uh as the director the nationals were one of the worst teams in the league defensively after he established his whole database they started shifting a lot more they were one of the most shift heavy teams they went from 2018 to having the most errors in baseball worst fielding percentage uh to being tied for second all the way in 2019 a couple of like two years later all of a sudden second highest feeling percentage. Uh, they shifted a lot. He was also one of the guys that told him to get Howie Kendrick, who was the NLCS MVP for him. Really good. Heavily behind that. Ryan Zimmerman raved that he's really good at like translating data and like simplifying it for players to make it like click. So that was encouraging. Their GM, um, Rizzo, uh, Mike Rizzo, raved about him. And they talked about how like since the Nationals embraced analytics a lot more, uh, it really like helped like because like I said, they, they were not a very analytic heavy team, which neither are the White Sox. So what that addition proved to me, and oh, by the way, when he was named the assistant GM, they won the World Series that year. Not saying that was the reason, but couldn't help or couldn't hurt. Uh, he was also a consultant for the Philadelphia Phillies last year, won the National League. So this guy, he knows what he's doing. He has a proven track record. The fact he knows how to break down data for players is really good. And he kind of got the inkling that the White Sox were shifting more towards analytics. So you heard it in Pedro Grafol's press conference, like we're going to win, like our, our preparation is going to be a lot better. You heard Rick Hahn allude to it. Now, hiring this guy just shows they're putting their money where their mouth is. I'm really excited about it. I think it's a step in the right direction. Sure, it's not a flashy free agent sign. No, it's not going to solve all the problems, but they have talent on this roster. And if this guy can help maximize it, I am all for it. I, I think for once, the White Sox are kind of moving towards the like the direction the game's going, maybe a little bit late, but I, I was very happy with the organization. His track record's really good. I mean, you read the article on there, but everyone raves about him. Player, general manager over in, in Washington. It's a very good pickup for the White Sox. I like it. I agree. I like the fire there, Mitch. You're pumped up about this. So... I tweeted out when it happened, like, I like this, and, you know, good old Ken W.O. said, like, why don't they just spend the money on good players instead? And I'm like, so it's it's hilarious because it's Ken's bit, whatever. But it did bring up a good point because I know he's not alone in thinking that way. Like, there's a lot of White yeah. Sox fans that are like, why the fuck is this a big deal? Like, what's going on with this? But the thing is, bringing in a guy like that makes your talented roster better players. You see what I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like if he can, if he can like help a Yoan Mankata learn like what pitch is coming in certain counts and like how to work counts and like everything a little bit better. Like, so he becomes a better hitter. Like he just made Yoan Mankata better. You know, it's, it's, that's why you hire a guy like this. This is better looking Mitch in the house here. If the Sox don't make a few more big plays, they're looking at no season misery. Shirtless animated picture. And we're right, and we're brought right back down. And we're I get first thirst trap in my profile picture too. If we're, we're gonna be slinging the look. You do not have a flow like that though, man. <laughs> he's got a flow. That's what I was talking about. No pull before the broadcast. He's, got, he's like yeah, on the cover of most White Sox Twitter fan fiction romance novels. Yes. <laughs> it does seem somewhat appropriate that that's coming from a Facebook feed. But um yeah, I love the move. And like you said, Mitch, it's them putting the money where the mouth is. They said they were going to do get more into analytics. And, you know, Pedro said he's big on analytics, but he's also – you can't deny what you're seeing. You right. Know, you have to have a little bit of both. And mm-hmm. I, I, that was music to my ears when he said that right out of the gate. That's actually what sold me on it. But uh, I know Mitch, better-looking Mitch. It's not – <laughs> It's not. It's not a very high bar. Sorry. Oh shit! He can still hear me. Um. 
but yeah, I'm all about this move. I think it's a great move. I'm very interested to see uh, what comes of it. But yes, people outside of the organization, it's not Kenny's third cousin twice removed or some shit like that. Like, it's a new face, a new, like, just new. And that's what we've been talking about. That's what they need. And right. to, to better look at Mitch's point, I don't think there's a big another big sock splash move coming. It's just that ain't this the, is all first of all, there's no there's no right. big splashes left out there. And second of all, it's just it's not gonna happen. I think we, we pretty much know now what we're getting with the twenty twenty three White Sox. Unless they make like some crazy move in a trade, well, but it's also like if you look at like the White Sox draft picks the last couple of years, they kind of stink. And a lot of their trade acquisitions I, have not nice. out. <laughs> wow. uh, so like with Maja Cohen, like what Rizzo was saying, what he, what this guy helped ga- uh, give the nationals was more a well-rounded approach to evaluating players, which is what the White Sox need. And also to the defensive point, just because we're all about facts on the show, the nationals were 15th in errors uh, when he took over as the director of baseball R and D four years later, they had the second fewest errors in baseball, and we're tied. Just a quick four years, baby. Just a quick four years. It takes time, though. It takes time. I know, but you have Pedro, too. Pedro and a lot of these other new coaches, they're brought in because they're focused on their fundamentals, so, details. You look at a team, like we've said we've said this multiple times, they had a lot of talent and so many guys underperformed. So, like, at least if you get, like, half of them that benefit from analytics and prep, preparing better, the, this team's already, you know, that's like an extra five, ten wins right there. So, yep, and yeah, no, Tom, Tom's right. Unless Jerry announces he's selling the team, that's the only big news that they have left. But oh, oh, more good news. Sorry, go ahead. So we can. No, you get it, bud. Yeah, I'm not. Besides, I, you know, the White Sox they signed Eric Gonzalez. Like, who gives a rat's ass about that? But this was like Eric Gonzalez uh, probably does. Yeah, well, he's Fuego G. Fuego G. The other encouraging thing I have, because we've talked about this with Lance Lane as far as pitchers pitching the World Baseball Classic, Dylan Seeds, you not hate it. pitching the you World Baseball it. Classic. You hate yeah. the, you hate America. I'm paying yeah. World Baseball Classic. You know what? I care more. Like, if the White Sox are signing my checks, then I'm not putting my arm in jeopardy for the World Baseball Classic to get lit up by the Dominican Although- Republic. Never, never, please never clip where Mitch I say you know. hate America and Mitch goes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> please, please clip that. That's going to be the lead of our Fourth of July show. <laughs> yeah, no, I get what you're saying though. So, but I mean, yeah, yeah, have like the Russian uh, national anthem. Like Lance Lynn's supposed to be the workhorse. He's coming off a season where he was injured and he's going to be logging innings before the start of the year. Not thrilled about that. Mike Clevenger hasn't had two over, over 200 innings since 2018. So not thrilled about that either. And then you got Kopech that threw a career high last year, also riddled with injuries. So that's going to put a lot of stress on a bullpen that just lost the best reliever in baseball, arguably. So I Cease is going to be relied on pretty heavily. It, it is a workhorse. So I am glad they're not putting any extra innings on it. I think it is smart on his part. Also, he's gonna he's in line for a big payday, too. Yeah, he's getting five million this year, too. Mitch, that's and it helps us though. I mean, I don't care. It helps us. That is fine. For the time being, fine so, with me. Here's the thing. I'm very happy that Cease isn't going because of all the reasons. Oh, he also hates America, yeah. Of well, all he the reasons could have played Israel too. So it's really helping the American yeah, team. Yeah, could have played for Israel. Um, yeah, isn't he on like two different he rosters? Played, or something? He could have been. Yeah, he was on two of the, multiple countries. 
it, it, to me, it's two different scenarios. So I get why you don't, why your happy cease isn't going. And I'm with you on that. Like he's the ace, man. Like he's going to make a run at the Cy Young. He's trying to get that big paycheck, which some people uh, that MLB burner account tweeted out, it's going to have to be like 120 mil or some shit like that. Like just seeing that number in the white Sox makes me nervous, but he already said the Sox haven't, he's like, I'm open to an extension. It's fair, but no uh, talks. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, Scott Boris we'll, is his agent, right? Yeah, we'll get to that when that happens. But I'm also equally okay with Big Hoss, Lance Lynn getting over there because remember, Lynn sucked when he came back from his injury. And he openly said, like, I, I'm fucking cheeks right now. I'm terrible. And part of the reason was because he had no spring training. It takes us older guys a little longer, a little bit more to get going, man. And so I feel like this is like, him having an extended spring training and it's even better because it's more competitive. He's not going to go out there and throw complete games for team USA. No, no. We're going to clip him at four or five innings tops, but like, I'm good with it. I think Lance knows his body. I think I trust him. He's been around enough where if he's not feeling tip top, he'll probably say like, yo, I can't go. And also he just fucking loves America. And I know that upsets you, Mitch, but, you know, there's still some guys out there that... I'm all for America. I <laughs> wish them well with all their non-White Sox pitchers logging innings for them, and I'll be rooting for them. My American and flag and NASCAR had them. I was about to say, NASCAR, Mitch, this is a bad look for you. The NASCAR community is not... It sounds like, yeah, this sounds like Formula One, Mitch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. And then, you know, Kopik you won't hear anything about because he's no social media, whatever. And that's fine. You just got to hope that he has a full year of going into a full off season, going into it. It's a normal spring training, nothing shortened, not, you know, and you got to hope he gets himself right. And then uh, my big thing though, and I know it's videos in the middle of January, but there's two videos that went up today on social media. One we're going to talk more in depth about, but the first one, Clevenger, is at somewhere and he's got all the stickers and sensors and all that stuff on there putting in work. Homeboy is in shape, dude. He looks like he's ready to go. And he put like the caption, like eat or be eaten. Like, okay, dude, like I get it. You're on mushrooms, but uh, he looked really good in those Rhino videos. Pills. He looks like he's ready to go. That could be, I feel like Clevenger and Copa can be very, very, very pleasant surprises this year. Uh, Kopech, I'm more worried about the durability than the stuff. Well, that's what I'm saying, though. He has a whole offseason to, like, fine-tune his body or figure out what he needs to do to get right because he's been through seasons now. There's no more – he's right. just a kid he doesn't know anymore. But And then the other video, though, that we need to bring up, and I will share the video here because, Fids, I'm going to need uh, – because I know you've been looking at this now for the – We need a frame by frame. While you're pulling that up, I'd also like to throw in, too, Cease was talking about – He's developing a changeup. And if he can get a good changeup down with that slap-and-fastball combination, he will be an all-star this year, and he will win the Cy Young. And he will be on the first team. So I'm going to bet him to lead the MLB in strikeouts again. Cease? Yep. 100%. If he gets that changeup down, he's going to be unhittable. Clef's a driveline guy, by the way. That's what I was actually looking to double-check. He's a driveline guy. That's why you saw the sensors probably in his underwear. So for those of you that are listening, I apologize. I know this is one of those segments that it's like, uh, I can't Pause and go to youtube.com slash videos and Ivy. And while you're there, subscribe to the channel. If you're listening the day after, the 4750 mark, go around there. and you'll see. Go around there, subscribe. All right, so this video came out. 
of Lucas Giolito, and it looks like he's working on some new mechanics. So I'm going to play it unpaused all the way through, and then, Fids, I'm going to turn it over to you, and then I'll just pause it at the certain points you want me to. All right? If not, I can control it, too. I got the videos pulled up on mine, too. So, all right. 89, home run. <laughs> Cranked. Oh, What's that it. guy say on TikTok all the time? Cranked. Abreu. Four, Figure 89.6 is 75%. That's not too shabby. Cranked. Maybe it's just the chain. Yeah, I mean, it's only January. Guys. Nice and quiet. All right, Fizz, you go ahead and share your screen so you, you can stop. And... <laughs> well, I mean, again, first thing you want to do before you even do this is you want to look at uh, what we have as far as what he looked like before. So here's look at look at Lucas look at Lucas Giolito last year. That delivery, right? That's out of the windup. Ooh, look how short arm that was too. God damn. Do you want to watch again? So look how he starts first. First and foremost, we're gonna go with this little transition here. But right here, this looks about the same. We'll look in the video in a second. But this looks and pretty much the same as footwork. But this is where you start here. seeing the initial divergence. There. Okay, he's at his apex, right? Look at his front leg. Look at it, where it's at. Look at the positioning of both his glove and his front leg. That's the his, first thing that I noticed. His shin is pointing at second base. That's normal. You point that front toe back. Um, and But when you look at it from – oh, I lost my – oh, no. I lost oh, – I lost. Whoa, what's on that? Oh, those of you listening, we're seeing Fitz's Twitter feed with a lot of midget porn. Jesus, I didn't know a girl could bend that way. Well, oh, she can't. God. It's Jesus. not really bending. Uh, it's just it's really only two parts. Kevin's but into nugget porn. She doesn't. Yeah, she doesn't look too into that, man. So now look here. This no, is his apex. This is his apex. This is uh, the apex. Can you see this? Yep. Look at the apex. Look at where his front leg is. Look how tucked. It's tucked, and it's obviously he's getting up a lot further. He's pulling that left knee up to his chest, mm -hmm. um, and this is pre-break. So this is a big difference already that you see here. And the thing that that you again look look at where he's at there. It's more tucked than Buffalo Bill man. compared to there. I mean, look at the difference just in those two. You know, you've got there and there. That's a big difference. No, that seriously, that is a. It's tucked. I, That's, yeah. I mean, this is this in, this normally is this in in a modern in his new uh, delivery. This is tucked. And much higher because that you know look where it's at at his it's, it's almost at his his breasts his 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 chest Chesticle. and in this his his apex is roughly around his navel so he's getting up uh, already so you're seeing a noticeable change just in his apex alone and then his break comes so here comes his break so he starts moving forward and he's breaking his hands here so he's still coming down and this is the next thing I notice his extension. Um, on his landing foot is far more extended and widened out than you would see here where he's still a little bit more. I mean, the, the follow through, by the way, the finish is the same. Uh, if you, well, I'll show you in a second, but where he's at right here and I, you can't really see it from the side, but he is definitely increased his distance between uh, his, from his land, from his apex. And it's kind of natural because you get higher with that apex, it's mm -hmm. only natural that you're going to expand, extend out because you, you're moving and changing your body motion at the same time. You're also you know, pushing forward. So you're going to have that more extended uh, delivery. But And then you see the finish, which you see the finish there. The finish is pretty much the same. I love the Kung Fu kick. But if you know, you're looking at his finish here, you know, you've got you know, basically that you're in the same spot. So you're not seeing a huge difference there. The finish kick. You know, you got that. Now, did he have this kick? Does he always have, yeah, there's that kick. Yeah, he's a big kicker. But this kick, this kick is a. Uh, 
Yeah, that's, I, I mean, this is like that. Wow, that's a lot higher, right? Better even, kicker even the than the Cowboys kick. got. It's true. So, he didn't go wide left or right. Look where he's at there. That's his kick <laughs> there. But look at his kick here. I mean, even look so, at the difference there. Question, Fids. One thing, mm-hmm. too, that I noticed in the video that came out today, he looks a lot toiter. He's very – like, he's, he dropped a lot of that extra muscle weight that he brought into the season last year. He looks a lot tighter. He looks – but I think part of what he's doing, too, and I'm just guessing yeah. just by this video and how high that initial leg tuck was on the windup, it looks like he's been – he's a little bit more flexible maybe, like some yoga, yes. some stretching. He's started his shoulders up, too. Look at his yep. shoulders right now. At this point, at the delivery um, – his previous uh, delivery, this front left shoulder was more elevated than the back right shoulder. So another thing that you think about, too, is the movement of his head. If your head's moving, your eyes are moving, your target's moving. And so for him, you've got now all of a sudden he's got more of a parallel um, to the ground shoulder set up. So he's seeing the target longer as well. And, we, uh, you know, um, Jesus Strawman actually was bringing it up, too. He has such a weird uh, tuck with his glove. He's eliminated the weird tuck where his glove is basically looks like he's wearing it like backwards. Um, he's actually getting that front arm out before he starts tucking. And the tuck is real minimal. It's not a Buffalo Bill tuck. He's just, he's driving. Look at that front left. Look at that front front arm, just driving through the baseball, just pulling. And then he flips and then he tucks it a little bit, but this is really pulling that torque. So he's using a lot of core. He's using a lot of torque from the front. He's pulling, pulling, pulling and arm slot looks good. He's getting extension. And look right here compared to it looked like in previous seasons too, when watching some of his footage, it looked like he his his release point was more tucked up here. Yeah. As opposed to getting I, out. I was gonna say it's more three quarters. Yeah. You're you're yeah, you're a little bit more than three quarters, but not full like full on, like coming over so, like a, an iron mic. And then for the people crying, like I know Aldo, you said it jokingly, so I'm not coming at Aldo right now, but like people are like, Oh, it's eighty nine. It is January 18th. He is not going balls to the wall in a session in some pitching compound like 75-80%, which if he's 89.6 at 75-80%, you'll take it. But the biggest thing out of that video, besides the the points you point out, and thank you for doing that, Fitz, and make sure you follow us at Pinwheels Ivy Pod and like and subscribe to the show on YouTube. I got to say that there because all those going to clip it as an individual clip. Um, But... The biggest thing for me, again, is the flexibility and that it looks like he he tried something last year. It didn't fucking work. It's just that's what it is. He tried something last year. It didn't work. He thought he can bulk up and he would still be able to do what he did. It didn't fucking work. It showed he got fucking shelled. That's another thing, too, by the way, with the delivery. It might look a little bit different for other reasons, meaning like he's slender. He's thin. He went more yoga this yes. year. He went yoga Pilates instead of, you know, meatball. He went for he went away from meatball beach muscles to you know, you know, more lengthy. Well, that's, yeah, yoga, that's what I'm saying. Work for C-Swell, so I'm all for it. Get on Wait. that yoga Pilates grind. In yep. conclusion here, though, if we can get Lucas Ace Giolito back in this rotation, <laughs> we're fucking cooking here, boys. Now, that's a fucking filthy rotation. If you got 2021 Lucas with 2022 Cease, a Clevenger that looks like he's I don't know. He looks pretty Some good. 40 RA Clevenger. Yep. You get me a Lance Lynn from like two years ago before the injury or like somewhat healthy. And then a Copic that's figured out how to stay on healthy. That's a, that's a top five rotation. No doubt. 
the dude is this is the best part about this is he tried something last offseason didn't work he might have he over sometimes you can over correct um in a lot of ways or over analyze things and and you see this i mean you, this is the best part of the offseason too is because these videos are going to start coming a little bit more frequently these guys when they're working out and, and they're, you know taking hats in the cage or if they're you know throwing pens or flat ground you're going to start seeing these guys as, as they develop and, and you're not going to see someone just blow up their entire delivery you're not going to see massive changes but you see these little tiny little tweaks and so it's really fun to look for pay attention to the details of what is he doing a little bit different and last year he bulked up he tried to become he tried to become more like i think almost in a sense tried to do the lance lynn thing and become like the big hoss um, and that's just not his game. And so he went out and this year he's like, all right, I'm going to slender down. I'm going to be like, instead of being the Ben Affleck Batman, I'm going to be the, um, the, the current Batman, the, um, what's his name? Uh, Robert Pattinson, Robert Pattinson, Batman, where it's a slender strong and you're more maneuverable and you're, you know, there's a lot of things that you can, you can blow up. I, I love that part about this off season for him though, is and because something- he, he tried and failed. It didn't work. It cost him a season, but he comes back go right back to the lab and you figure it out and you go back yes. and you don't overcorrect, but you do make these tweaks and you become coachable. And that's a good thing for Giolito. And I'm sure he's hungry. And well, I think and that you can't, you can't match big, that big part of that though. And I know people like to dismiss this and give them shit. A big part of that though is having Ethan Katz as the pitching coach. Mm-hmm. That's his guy. Home. I don't think with any other pitching coach, would he be able to, basically try this extreme like bulk up be the big man type thing have it not work power through it have a better second half of the year and then in the offseason completely slim down again and it looks like he's again yoga pilates whatever but when you have your homie along with you the whole time coaching you doing that it makes this shit a lot easier and it also accelerates the progress the the whole process where this doesn't take two three years to fix it takes an offseason you have a guy that's known you since you were in high school. You know what I mean? Like uh, he is. So if you saw where he's thrown, he's thrown at Chapman university. Um, if you saw, I, if you didn't notice the logo on the wall, Chapman university is roughly an hour, hour and 20 minutes South of Harvard Westlake where he's come, you know, comes I mean, he's, he's basically from like Bel Air, you know, Beverly Hills, so West California. Area. Well, yeah, his dad's an actor. Yeah. So he's, you know, you go South down, you go to South down the four Oh five, um, Chapman's about an hour, hour and a half away. It's a little bit South of Anaheim actually. So, it's a he's not necessarily like back home if you will um right. at least where he's working like right now currently but chapman's got a good video program i'm wondering if he's utilizing to, to the angels i could see that uh you're talking about the off season i think a lot of people forget this was this is like the first normal off season that these guys have had yes. in like three years That's another thing routine i think yes. like 20 like 2018 2019 was i think the last like normal not having to worry about like worldwide pandemics or right. the lockout last year. Like this is like the first time that they've been like back to normal, like end of the year, still in full contact with your team, with your trainer, the training staff, pitching coach. All right. This is what happened during, during the season. Let's try this. Like last year, maybe his like, let me put on the fucking weight. I mean, maybe that was just all him. Cause again, yeah, I, I don't think these guys get to have contact. Yeah. I don't think they had contact with teams during the offseason, during the lockout. And it's like, uh, I'm just going to do this. (laughs) Probably had the wrong people in his ear. You know, even though he can't talk to his organization, there's probably people all around him say, hey, dude, why don't you try my new system? It'll get you booked up. And you're like, yeah, well, that guy That's how they talk. It's probably, I mean, it is California, but it's Orange County. So, Speaking of his actor dad, 
It was his. I thought it was his uncle that was in Seinfeld. It was his grandfather that was in Seinfeld. Was his, but his dad was in uh, that other show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I knew he's one a, of them was on Seinfeld. He's a friend of the show. He's popped up in the comments yeah. before. Yeah, yeah although we got to start uh, commenter. Yeah. Although we got to start putting Giolito's name Twin in the headlines more. He was on he, Twin Peaks. Rick definitely like jumps on Twitter and just searches Lucas Giolito, and whatever pops up, he starts looking. So if, that's how we ended up being a commenter here. Just every episode. we had it, in the, we had it in the title of the episode we were doing, it, and he came on the cover. He's like, "Is this live?" I was like, uh, "Yes, Mr. Giolito. What would you like to talk about?" Rick Giolito <laughs> was Joe on Who's the Boss for an episode. Yeah. And then he he's the one that told us though that he goes, Lucas told me that Dylan Cease mm-hmm. is going to be nasty, and then Dylan Cease right. went off and had that season. Mm-hmm. So and he yeah, went on the one away last week when I said that Tanner McDougal said that that Crochet was going to look nasty. Well, it also going it's a little different, bud. But going back to going back to Cease though, because we talked about like over over correcting, that was like really encouraging. He's like, yeah, I'm not making many adjustments. He's like, I'm just trying to work on a changeup. But that's really about it, which was encouraging to you. There's a lot of encouraging stuff to hear from Dylan Cease's press conference the other day. So I am I'm yeah. I'm a lot more optimistic this week about the White Sox season as a whole than I was uh, heading into last week. Yeah, I mean I'm very encouraged that we have a top ten left fielder in yeah, That's Menace. right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean there you go. They thought they could pull a fast one. There's like two or three DHs on that list that they have in their left fielder. I mean, I think they had Jordan Oliver as was number one. Yeah. Kyle Schwarber was four. Three. (laughs) Three? Three. Yeah, Yeah, I mean. I did. Well, speaking of outfielders, I wanted to ask you guys. I think our guy, I saw uh, Jordan Lazowski and uh, Beeflo. They're talking about it on Twitter today. Um, Do do you guys want Robbie Grossman? Like, who's going to be the fourth outfielder? The one way to guys keep throwing Robbie Grossman out there, I I just. (laughs) I well, mean, it's either I'm, him or Billy Hamilton, or who was the guy from Detroit you guys signed? Oh, I forgot his name. Victor right. Reyes was Victor it? Reyes, yeah, Reyes. Yeah. Um, I've said it on the show a million times, and I'll say it again. I think Oscar Colas is going to be very good. I just don't like counting on a rookie. Although, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. They did say this week, and Oscar talked about it too. Now, there's a good chance because he only had 33 games in, in AAA last year. So they right. were talking about they might start him the season in AAA. And Colas is like, look, I like as much as I want to be in the MLB to start the year. Like, I get it. I need a little like if that happens, it's what the team wants. It'll make me better. So be it. I just want to help the team win any way I can. So that was also encouraging to hear. I there would go. go to him starting the first month in AAA, get a little confidence, get a little bit more seasoning before they throw him into the so fire. While he's doing that, then yes, although it's a combination of Billy Hamilton, Gavin Sheets, Reyes, Reyes, or whoever. I mean, if they go go get a guy like Roseman, it, that's a big sure for me. He takes walks. It's that's sure. a very like, yeah, you know, I'm not excited about it, but yeah, exactly. No, that's it's it's a sure. It's he's a filler. Everyone knows he's a filler. Yeah, for him to sign on to it, he would be a filler. He's a filler. It is what it is. Um, he said filler. So we are in off-season podcasting mode. So we do uh, put it out there. And if you're watching us live, go ahead and get in the 
the comment section. Oh, Jordan Laz, I know you sneaky watch this show, you little bastard. Uh, I had a friend who is a Tigers fan. First of all, you had a friend. All right, this is a fake story. I had a friend who is a Tigers fan from Canada. <laughs> make fun of the Sox for signing Reyes if you want another fan base opinion. I mean, what did he make? For? It's not like we're like planning the parade after the signing. Yeah, he like what, 240? <laughs> like, he's like, you know. Jordan, you look good in that picture, though, buddy. I definitely would. That was that, a, that is that definitely is a good LinkedIn profile picture. picture. Hell yeah, it is. I'd give him a job. I'm going to update my Facebook profile again. Like between Jordan and the other Mitch, they've got all the good profile pictures. <laughs> Our podcast Jordan, you is comment. a lot handsomer every time you comment, Jordan. Jordan, you Just comment. Me. You rock the shit out of that purple tie, too, buddy. Um, yeah, I mean, I understand where Tiger fans would be like, why? They signed him to a minor league deal. Who gives a fuck? He probably won't even sniff the major. If he's starting, like I mean, if Oscar Colas of, is going to start the year in AAA, after the Martin well, Reyes is going to be on the roster, it'll be Marisnik, uh, Reyes, and yeah, Hal. Marisnik battling, battling it out. Yeah, Marisnik power. Let's go, Cubs dude. legend. But just the fourth outfielder, it's like fine, but I don't want him starting more. Yeah, than you remember that April game. of Jake Marisnik in 2021? He was really that's why I knew the name. <laughs> was because of that one month. But so in off-season podcasting mode, uh, for those of you watching live, feel free to ask any questions you'd like in the comment section. We will address them. Um, we do have some questions from our fans on the Twitter machine. Remember to follow us at Pinwheels IV Pod on Twitter. And make sure you like and subscribe. Just subscribe to the damn podcast, people. We're trying subscribe. to do something here. Do it. Do it. Do um, it. The first question we had is from our good friend Keelan, the 12 foot scout, uh, Home Depot skeleton. Uh, she's awesome. You guys should go follow her right away. But she wants to know all of our top three favorite sports movies, not baseball movies, sports movies. Now, Fids, before we do this, you have to promise not to get butt hurt when all those smokes you in this category again. I mean, if he takes Ed again, I'm fucked. That was all that, that was, was my that dying was my laughing at that tweet. Fourth, that was my fourth pick. <laughs> was dying, like, when he said, Oh, movie guy's mad. I beat him in a movie. <laughs> Subjective. Subjective. <laughs> He's hey, still people. salty, dude. He's still Ideas of entertainment's blowing farts in their own face in front of the mirror. Got nothing. All right. No. Uh, <laughs> we'll just do. We'll do one, 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 one. Start off. Start off, Zo. No, Mitch, you're new. You didn't do oh, it when, right. we, when, that's we, true, that's true. when we sunk to the draft. Um, in no particular order. Just, all you gotta do is give us one. Right now. Okay, uh, Moneyball would be would be mine. Well, fuck you, Mitch. Uh, <laughs> that was my first one too. I'm gonna go Major League. God damn you guys. Who? Uh, I guess well, this, I is, this is number three, right? Or is this not number like this it, is our? It doesn't matter. It's just we're just shooting from the head. Oh, okay. well, I'll say it's because it's probably the best documentary in history. Uh, it, Hoop Dreams. Oh, we're going documentaries. We well, it's a film. Sports yeah, it's a film. Yeah. And by the way, uh, Arthur Ag is going to be appearing on Yumper and Svo in a couple weeks on their uh, one of their episodes here in a couple weeks, right around March Madness. Random, I know. But so I threw that um, out there. I mean, I'm just Moneyball was definitely on my list because I love I watched that movie. That's a movie that I can just randomly throw on at any time. Mm-hmm. And watch that movie. I mean, you but, can still name it though. It's not a draft. I know, but I don't want to go right. Uh, all right, fine. I'm just gonna say, I'm gonna say Moneyball as well. Great minds think alike. One of the only two White Sox fans on the I show. Just fucking, that's just a great fucking movie. Because yeah, you guys have experienced so much Moneyball. Um, so much I, Moneyball. I would say no, number 
number two for me would be Ford versus Ferrari. I think uh, Christian Bale, great actor. You can't. I mean, it's it's a great movie, even if you don't like motorsports. No, I like them. I I definitely enjoyed that movie. Did not see that pick coming though, Young Mitch. You continue to surprise me. I mean, if we're gonna dive into documentary, OJ versus America. Wow. Got okay. that, that ESPN here. series. All that right, was... although I'm not going to piss you off. Big <laughs> OJ fan. <laughs> it was a you good You guys didn't watch that one? No, I did. The docu series on Netflix. The long one? Yeah, the long one. I liked the 30 for 31. Was that, was that the same? Was that the one you talking about? No, that, no, no. That, was, that was 1994. Or that was like the day oh. June... No, yeah, the, you're talking about the FX show, right? Although the actual, like the the no, the no, I'm talking one. about the documentary. Oh, that was that was ESPN, I believe. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was a good one. Yeah, that was yeah. thirty for thirty. That was like a Fortnite episode, right? Right. Or whatever. Like it was like different four different parts of it. Yeah. My turn. Uh, yeah. Caddyshack. Gotta go with Caddyshack. Oh, okay. Caddyshack. Funniest, barely scripted film ever. Chevy Chase and Bill Murray just making shit up. It is a about movie, But I will say that how much it's been over quoted it, it's just like now it's like an annoying movie to me oh. also chevy chase what an asshole uh well that whole movie they just made up like inside they were just all coked out and they were just like um actually someone mentioned it in the comments but i'm gonna go with 42. good one okay okay that's just a phenomenal movie phenomenal movie Go ahead, Mitch. Last one. Final one. I'm going Miracle. Uh, feel good story. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't, can't go wrong. Be, you can't beat Miracle. Yeah. Can't go wrong with Miracle. Uh, I'll uh, go with another comedy. Uh, Happy Gilmore. Oh, nice. Sounds. I mean, that's just a great movie too. All these movies are just good. Go I'd ahead. Be Vince. remiss if I didn't go with my number one, my favorite movie of all time. Ed. So, uh, uh, besides Road to Perdition and Garden State, Air Bud. Natural, of course, Brian's gonna be mad. Brian, uh, the Natural is always it'll be always forever. I mean, I watched that. Oh, you gotta, that's my pregame movie. Like I would literally put that on on game days, almost every game day, and watch at least some of it before I went went over and got ready to play or whatever. Like I was, I used to draw lightning bolts on my arms when I was a kid. Like for God's sakes, I had problems. Uh, honorable mention. Everybody wants some because Great I. Love that movie, and then I did a review for it for Yump and Swo, and I fell in love with the movie again. It's a just a great so baseball movie yeah, that is. has very little baseball in it. It's just it's a very very good movie. Um, Miracle is a damn good one. So I'm gonna go with Slapshot. Oh yeah, that was gonna nice. be yeah, that was my top five. Uh, I grew up watching that movie. A lot of my humor started with that movie, like. It was just a staple in the Zawaski house growing up. It was just such a good movie. Old time, the Hanson brothers are legends. Like <laughs> old time, old time hockey, old time hockey. But every Paul Newman. If, so for those of you though watching this, if you haven't watched it yet, you can get it on Amazon Prime for like three bucks. But everybody wants some. It was made by the same guy that made Days and, or not Days. Yeah, and you're right. You're oh, right. Well, yeah, Days and yeah. Confused. It's a spiritual sequel to Days and Confused, yeah. actually. But. You should watch it. It's filmed in the same style, like a lot of really good young actors that you don't know about. And it's about a freshman going into this college in Texas. He's a pitcher and he just goes into the house. And it's it like, could have you know, been any sport. Could have been any sport. Yeah. But they, <laughs> I remember they, they watching baseball, it. But there is a lot of good baseball, like, <laughs> no, there isms there. <laughs> in the, like how, practice with the freshman tape, duct tape. Yeah. And how, how relievers are crazy, especially lefties and like all this other stuff. Like it's, it, it's a really good movie. It's a lot of fun. Uh, 
you can watch it. I wouldn't watch it with like a young young kid, but like yeah. it doesn't get too like nasty or anything like that. It's not over the top vulgar, but I like good. how the one dude because it's pre-internet and before you could ever check this thing was like, oh yeah, I was drafted. Like he just makes shit up. Like you can't, you know, because back in the day. Everyone said that people that were drafted. This is before that you could go. Oh, I can't go search. What am I? You gonna go to the library and like pull up like every draft for like whatever? You can't. Like now you can just type it in. That dude's all like, "Yeah, I got drafted." Yeah, yeah. Like telling this whole yeah. story. He was it, never it's, drafted. It's a phenomenal movie. Go check that out. So that was our quick top three favorite sports movies. Thank you, Keelan. Uh, the other <laughs> question. Oh, this is one hundred percent mid-season podcasting mode. How much would you spend on a good pair of jeans from our guy, Mailman Jack? That was a great question. It is a solid. I'm, I feel like he asked that while he was like out shopping for jeans. Mm. Well, I just like, got a good deal at Costco. I got like, it was like 20 bucks or 50 so for a pair. I can answer this because I buy a pair of jeans, pretty much one pair every January. And then I just wear that pair of jeans for the whole year. And they usually rip a hole or whatever. It's just, it's, it's been a cycle for a couple of years now. Uh, I usually spend between 85 and a hundred dollars on it. All right. Well, I mean, if you, if you wear that often, it's worth it. Yeah. Oh, I it's definitely justified, but like, it's like this old man cycle that I'm in. It's like buy a, and it's gotten to the point now where I go to the same store and I just tell them my name and I'm in the computer and they're like, yeah, you bought these, this, these jeans in this size last time you are here. I was like, good, grab them. Let's go. I don't, I don't want anything new. Like, let's go. So that that's my answer to that question is 85 to a hundred dollars for a good pair. Kevin, how much are you slinging on jeans? It depends on the jeans. If they're just like fuck around jeans, then probably like 30, 40 bucks. But if you're talking about like jeans that I've got to wear to like, events, he, said a, he said a good pair of jeans, a good pair of jeans. Oh, like, I, I just, I, I, I just, like, I mean, what does that run, mean? Run, does it mean run, like you're only wearing these like on spit, like some nice jeans, like, like, nice, wear, like, like a I'm a big like, fan of black jeans. Cause they look like dressy, like, but like, you know, they're comfortable. And I, you know, like I said, to me, to me that question, like I'm with Zill, like if you're wearing them like very often, like yeah, if you're spending like you spend like a hundred bucks, hundred fifty, I think that's fine. Jeans, yeah, I just spent hundred and thirty. Jeans you'd wear out. Jeans you'd wear out at night. Yeah, like, jeans you're wearing to go out. How much? Hundred thirty, hundred forty, probably is about. Because I same as you, same as I'm gonna wear those jeans like basically. For I mean, shit, like I, I'm with you, Mitch. Like <laughs> a, a good pair of black jeans. I mean, I I think I have a pair. It was like I can't pull off bucks. black jeans. I can't. I just they don't look good I on me. I wear those all the time. They just don't look good on me. I cannot pull off black jeans. <laughs> It do not look good on me. But the nice thing about my one pair of jeans a year buying cycle is those jeans I wear to like work or like out to yeah. get drinks or whatever. And then the ones that I ruined the year before, those are like the ones I wear to like work on the house. And like, mm-hmm. so it's go. like a nice, yeah, it's a circle it's of like, life yeah. with the jeans. So it's good. It's good, good, good stuff. Uh, now, yeah. shorts, on, on the other hand, never own a pair of jorts. I, I know that Mailman Jack is wondering how much we would spend for jorts because he likes to show off those calves of his. Zero. He's got those Daisy Dukes. He's delivering the mail. By the way, back to the movie question, my second answer would have actually been The Wrestler. The Wrestler was a really good movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. The very depressing. Was really, very super depressing. Especially, then, like, uh, you know, growing up as a wrestling fan, it's like, oh. And then there was a. I'm, what was there? What was that wrestling movie? Uh, shit. Nacho Libre? No, Nacho that's Libre. that was funny. Uh, well, no, Florence Pugh, where she's like the the with, one with the uh, Arquette in it. 
Oh. Oh, uh, what the fuck's it called? The I loved that movie the... when I was a kid, dude. I loved that movie. When with, that uh, with WCW, right? The WCW. Yeah, yeah, and like he, uh, he wrestles Macho Man in the convenience. Yeah, yeah. Ready, ready to rumble. rumble. Yeah. Ready to rumble, yeah. yeah. I mean, we have ready the movie rumble. expert in the comment section right now. But yeah, Ready to Rumble. That movie's great. That is a very good movie. Like, if you want to just turn your brain off and just laugh and like, I will rule you. Jerry the King? Yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. And he crowns people. Is yeah, that, he got he movie. got in really interesting after that too. Like, uh, there's a whole documentary about David Arquette where David Arquette, uh, physical WCW champion. Yeah, the physical toll that it took on him actually, like, he's a little bit messed up right now. And then, as far as documentaries go, I think we should have a separate documentary because yeah, no, let's, yeah let's do that. Let's do like that. I mentioned, if, if, if you took the documentary out for Hoop Dreams, by the way, it would have definitely been uh, uh, Bull Durham. Like so. I mentioned earlier, uh, when we did the end of the year show that facing nolan documentary on netflix yes. mm-hmm. was a plus 100 recommended and by the way crazy stat that i found out yesterday if you took nolan ryan and uh pete roses oh, com- yeah. and you combined their career war it's still not better than barry bounces was it That's- mike 62.8 i gotta interrupt real quick mike because <laughs> what's that smell I've never, I have no idea what you guys were talking about. You just about. mentioned No Holds Barred with Hulk Hogan. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Of course I Come on. No Holds Barred was great, though. You got me. Have you ever seen uh, No Holds Barred with Hulk Hogan? Never seen No Holds Barred. Nope. Oh, never Zeus? Tiny Zeus before. Lister's debut? Oh. Only one Zeus I know, and I got to pay for a second XL surgery Zoom. for him. So. Um... What other documentaries are really good? I mean, uh, no, no, a documentary. Basically, any Black 30 for 30. Yeah. No, no, a documentary is really good. It's uh, about Doc Ellis throwing a no-hitter that, on ass. That was really good. Uh, obviously, the Bulls, the last dance. Last dance. I mean, that was fucking phenomenal. Classic. I remember, I remember watching this. I think my brother owned it on VHS. It was documenting the Bulls' first three-peat. That, that was cool as a guy. As a, I mean, I was young, so I, did, I never really uh, knew... Uh, I never, I didn't really get to grow up and live through that. So watching that, that was fun. It documented the ninety two ninety three season when they beat the Suns. Mm-hmm. I saw, I saw this at Sundance. Actually, it's a uh, Kurt Russell um, brought it on. His dad, Bing Russell, was like a owner of that, like an independent league team or whatever. Uh, the battered bastards of baseball. Um, no, that was good. good. I watched that movie. I watched that. That was a really good one. That's like the Savannah Bananas of today. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. They would. It's the... about yeah. The Muhammad Ali documentary when they're in Africa when he's fighting George Foreman. The Rumble in the Jungle one. Rumble Rumble Rumble. Yeah. That was good. Another one, a good one was uh, Jordan Takes the Bus, the documentary Ooh, about yeah. when he played oh, for Birmingham. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. That was a really good one, too. The Odyssey. two Escobars. The two Escobars. I was thinking of yeah, that one, too. That was a really good one. Was a, I mean, I think we What's just 30 for 30s? The 30 for 30s yeah. is its own like ranking system. Like, yeah, I was going to say. Do one of my favorite 30 for 30s is the one about the, the Miami. Uh, the Hurricanes, the football team. The U? Yeah. The U. The U, all both of them, part one and two. Just I, I met Greg Olson in L.A., and all I could think of was, was like the rap. What's your name, G-Reg? What you do, get hit? Third leg, Greg. Yeah, that Tyson, <laughs> Yumper put it, that Tyson documentary is incredible because Mike Tyson sits there and talks about how like when he won his first heavyweight, his first title, he was actually having a massive outbreak flare-up of uh, um, gonorrhea. 
And so they look, they like, look, he's like, look at how sweaty, look, well, look at how sweaty I was. Um, and he, he's like, you see the beads of sweat just going down him. And he was legitimately like, he's, he's, I, I had gone at the time. So like he was sweating a lot. So he had literally was like his first title. He was struggling because he had been with a, a woman and got himself a little bit sick. The, Ken Burns baseball. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Including the extra innings in the 10th inning. Uh, Jack, we already did our jeans conversation, bud. Basically, you're looking for like 85 to 115 bucks. Or 20 bucks from Costco. Or 20 bucks from Costco, depending on what you're doing. And Uh, the guys didn't want to delve into Daisy Duke's uh, shortcut jeans. So the You Don't Know Bo, that was a really good 30 for 30, the Bo Jackson one. Uh, I mean, like, can you, you said, name a bad 30 for 30 though? I, I, mean, I was just gonna like, say, uh, there are some that are boring. Came out with Sammy Sosa, McGuire was kind of mediocre, but other than that, there are some that are kind of boring. But I really, really, you know, one for, of them if, that like uh, I'm not really the biggest hockey guy, but the guy who bought the hockey the hockey team, yeah, like, yeah. The money. Uh, oh, yeah, that Spanos guy, yeah, he didn't have money. Um, that was pretty well. Bias one was really good, yes. It's crazy, just, just a lot. A lot. I, I mean, think, uh, I think okay. a lot of times, if for me, for someone to say like, "Oh, this thirty for thirty sucks," it's because you're not into like the subject matter. Yeah, they're all very well done. There's like, a the, lot though that like I wouldn't think I was in. They had one on like that uh, wrestler and like the I think it was like Team Catcher or whatever. And I'm not into wrestling. I had never heard of the guy before. But they I mean a lot of them. Even if you're not into it, they do a good job. Or they'll yeah. get you invested pretty quick. The, the catching hell one about Steve Bartman was good. The Fab Five one, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. catching oh, pump, hell. Oh, the Todd Marinovich one was really good. About Arnold like, Schwarzenegger pumping iron, that was really good. That oh, was a really good one. To watch that my film study class in high school. Um, <laughs> but again, if you're looking for something, maybe you didn't catch it because it was kind of relatively new this year. But Facing Nolan, it's on Netflix. It's about all about Nolan Ryan's career. I learned so much about Nolan Ryan. Like, it's a great documentary. Really oh, I just thought of, uh, I I watched this one on the flight over. It was it's a short one. It's like an hour and a half, or not even that long. It's the it's on Netflix. Uh, the Malice at the Palace. Yep. Yeah, that's yeah. a good one. It's really good. Yep, I like you how guys, they did that one watch too. Welcome to Wrexham, the documentary about Ryan Reynolds and uh, Rob McElhenney. I did McElhenney, not watch that yet. It's always sunny that by the uh, soccer team, the the football team. Yep. I haven't watched it, but. I saw it. Uh, yeah, the any documentary about Arnold Palmer. Uh, Touching Arnold the Palmer, Void's a good one. Arnold Palmer is my favorite golfer of all time, without a doubt. Like, no question. Tiger Woods is a close second. But growing up, my grandpa Zawaski used to sh- show me Arnold Palmer clips and just be like, this is what a real, like, gentleman, like a real man, how he handles himself, like, all this shit. Like, fucking love Arnold Palmer. Same reason why I love Mickey Mantle so much. Love his drink, too. Yeah. My grandpa was the same way. He used to tell me, like, Arnold, he basically told me Arnold Palmer and Mickey Mantle are like, that's how you're like a man. Like, act like these guys. Does Does yeah. King of Kong count as a documentary? The huh? documentary about the guy that. Oh, the arcade one. Yeah. That one is so King of underrated. Kong. It's competitive. Like it's competitive. I think he counts. I count that. Fu- What's that dude's name with the long hair? Oh, what a fucking yeah. villain! They had they, they had him on bars. They had him on one of the bars yeah. shows not too long ago. And it's not an act. That is just who he <laughs> no, is. No, that's how he is, which is sad. But endless summer is good. That surfing movie from Bruce Brown that was always good. That was one of them. Mm. 
What else is there? Mitch, have you ever seen the movie Everybody Wants Them? I feel like you haven't seen it because you didn't react when I saw it. That's your homework no. for next week. It's your Will homework. You and your lady, sit down, make a night out of it. I will have a full-fledged report ready by the end of the month. I'm going to need it. I'm going to need it because it's a good movie. Although I feel like you haven't watched it either. No, I did watch it. I remember what I I watched it on a, like an illegal stream site. I wasn't going to pay for it. No, although you're Captain Illegal Scream. When I need to watch something and I don't want to pay for it, I dude, uh, it. I remember a couple years ago. It, it's not that it's not that easy anymore, guys. Man, it, they really cracked down on it. Very sad. <laughs> it's not as easy as it was before, boys. I got to see it in Alamo Draft House in Austin, Texas. That was fun. But link. Know, you, you guys got anything else you want to talk about? This is a quick show for us. Yeah. On recent standards, I mean, having these I dreams. Mean, you want to break down, Jake? Hey, short to the point. That is a good breakdown, though, of the Lucas Giolito new mechanics. So, yes. although definitely, please clip that and put that out as a separate video. Um, for all of you watching, listening, if even if you don't watch us on YouTube, just go to YouTube real quick, search Pinwheels and Ivy Podcast. And just like our channel, or like our channel, please. And then subscribe. And subscribe to the channel. We actually fuck liking it. I don't even care if you like just it. Subscribe, subscribe. And then while you're at the office, go to everyone's computer and just log in and subscribe real quick. And like next family function, grab people's phones. Subscribe, subscribe. We really need to up these numbers a little bit so we can do more for you. That's every what, what every new to. subscriber saves a puppy. It's true. There you go. It's true. And it saves an go. old person from a fire every two go. likes we get. I mean, yeah. I mean, so it's go. up to you guys listening, watching. You want to save puppies? Subscribe. Maybe puppies and old people. Never yeah. mind. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Because if you subscribe, we can start doing more giveaways. It's true. We're, we're going to start doing more giveaways. I got another hoodie of ours in the mail, and we're going to open up that Etsy store fits Ooh. eventually, maybe. Mm-hmm. But it's pretty quality. The shit we got right now on uh, T Public's not bad, but I'll, I'll wait to the Etsy store to really start pushing the merch. But uh, yeah, got a hats. relaunch of uh, Pinwheels and Ivy merch. Yeah, I think we need to. And I think we need like a shirt that says like let's let's, let's let, shoot for a, let's, let's shoot for guy. like a spring training relaunch. I like it. Yeah. I mean, we do have, we don't really have like catchphrases really, but we do have something that we talk about a lot. Like, we can make a shirt that says like NASCAR Mitch. We can make, you know, did you, you want one that says, did you know I coach Chris Bryant? Probably. Yes. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> Jock Peterson drink. I mean, we can get a, yeah, Jock Peterson <laughs> drink. Uh, let's tap this keg, obviously, is a good shirt to make. Um, Pinwheels and Ivy belt buckles. Fuck yes, Jack. <laughs> Yeah. Fuck yeah. What about pinwheels and ivy bolos? <laughs> Fuck yes. Uh, Mitch, how much would you trip out if you were like out and about and you saw someone wearing a shirt that said NASCAR Mitch? That'd be electric. I ain't going <laughs> You would fucking. <laughs> I'd make a turn left so find where I can buy one of those shirts. Yep. And you would just be like, all right. You would be like, hey, that's me. Do you want me to sign your shirt? You would totally. Yeah. That'd be awesome, though. That'd be the biggest flex of all time for you. Um, we got those uh, uh we just full released the uh, get topless with faux shirt. It's literally a tank top that with is topless. Scary, that is a on the tank shirt. top. So you're yeah. wearing him topless. So I'm that hoping that a, he goes that to a, a game with a bunch of people wearing those tank tops, but he's himself shirtless. 
So like it's a where's Waldo situation. Yeah, almost like he's like a little shirtless so cult. But we we should do a we should do like a Larry Garcia Mike Trout 2019 like stack comparison that, T-shirt. That, <laughs> <laughs> just have it. But it's only one stat the hits because yeah, he had hits. more hits than him. Yes, it just, <laughs> that, that would actually be. I'd fucking I'd buy that shirt right now. It's a random shirt with Nuke's picture on it saying the intern. Yeah, that would be funny. No, no, no. we need to have we need to have Nuke's uh, his scouting report because he was compared to. Uh, uh, oh my God, who was he compared to? It was a, like a, like a, it was a Hall of Famer. Who's the Twins guy? Um, Not a twins lot. Hall of Herbeck? No, Twins Hall of Famer hitter hitter. Kirby uh, Puckett. Uh, Joe Mauer. Before before. No. Before like in the eighties seventies eighties. Carew. Carew. No, not Carew. Herbeck. Damn it! Who, I think we'll it's still it. Nuke's Twitter header. Hold on. Yeah, a shirt with the pinwheels effect. That'd be a good shirt, and also the pinwheels curse. Um, Robert yeah, I mean, Yao, I think. He, that's or, Brewers, no. not Twins. It was Brewers. Robin Yao, you're talking about? Robin yeah. Yao. Hold on, let I me. I think it was Robin Yao, though. Not Harmon Killebrew. Tony no. Oliva. I think all the Herbeck's teams. I don't think it was a. Twins yeah, I, I fucked up the teams. I think it was a Brewers or something guy. Yeah, Ken here we go. Built, built like a Hall of Famer, Robin Yao. <laughs> yep. Wow. <laughs> We need that shirt. Oh my god, I will ship it to him too because he doesn't watch the show anymore. So I will ship it to him, and he'll just be like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> the longest home run in Twins history is at the Mall of America, hit by Harmon Killebrew. Speaking of old Twins, there you go. Add a little mark where it was because that's where the uh, old uh, dome was. We need a shirt that says like, "I got laid during NASCAR minute." <laughs> I'd like one that just says "Friend of the Show" in the Nart logo for anybody that's a friend of the show. They can wear. Friend I of like the it. Show. Did that fart catch my microphone? Because that was loud. Do it again. Uh, Do it. Try it again. I can't. I don't. I, I don't Squeeze. Trust just it. try. I don't trust it. No. Don't trust that it. Matters, it doesn't matter. Though it doesn't matter. It's the end of the show. Careful. Who cares? Don't trust the fart. It. You might be grabbing that box of loves behind you. Uh, yeah, I don't trust it. I mean, I got dipes right there, but I yeah. don't trust it. Uh, Put one on. Put one out. <laughs> <laughs> there is a lot of good T-shirt ideas we got going on here. So, new contest just made it up right now. If you come up with a good shirt for the show and we end up using it, we will get you one for free. Bam. Oh. But you need to subscribe to this YouTube Make channel. Make a tail with no space on it. I'm very serious. You need to subscribe Ooh. to this channel. Musings from the makeup table. What are we at? Friend of Hank. <laughs> oh, my God. How many subscribers do we have, although? Uh, let's check in. Not enough. That's the answer. Not, not, not enough. enough. That's right, Mitch. Not 341. Enough. There we go. We're plus two. We're plus two entering the show. Let's go. We're at three thirty-nine. We go. There we go. What do we need to get to get to the point where we can monetize shit and like get tips? One thousand. So we're still six fifty-nine away. All right. That's easy. We can get that by the end. We could do it. We can do it. That is six hundred fifty-nine puppies saved. Six hundred fifty-nine old people saved from burning buildings. Yeah. Uh, I'll put this out there right now. And you can clip this all. If we get to a thousand subs by opening day, I will give away two tickets to a White Sox game sitting right behind the White Sox dugout. Ooh, scouts! Whoa. Oh, wait, no, no, no. The dugout, the dugout, the dugout, the dugout. right, right. right. Okay. This is even better because you're even right better, there yeah. when the players come out. My, it, it would be better last year because you'd have an influence on the managerial decision. I was gonna say you could be the you could be the White Sox manager. Not, not a bad view. So I I have had access to these seats since I was a child. And 
I will tell you that growing up during the Paul Canerco, Frank Thomas era, where they would always bring a ball and throw it to the kids and right at the dugout, I have many a Paul Canerco baseball in my house. Mm. So this would be a great opportunity for you to bring a young one to watch these future AL Central Division champion White Sox up close and personal. But say, say it again, Zoe, because I fucked up the I fucked up the clip that we can do. If we get to a thousand subscribers for this YouTube channel by MLB opening day 2023, we will do a giveaway in which the prize is two seats to a White Sox game sitting right behind the White Sox dugout. Bam. But we need to hit that number. Can't be game two, can't be game three. It needs to be by opening day. So we'll try to do Let's some giveaways. Go, I'm gonna I'm actually going to the Bulls game on Monday night with the Brain Trust. And we will I'll see what kind of money we can get from them from SM to do some giveaways. But uh yeah. Say By the way, when you're talking it. about like the Cubs rebuild, how like they don't want to admit it's a rebuild. I found it was funny. I was at a Hawks game yesterday and their slogan's ready to work. I think that's how you know it's a rebuild. Like your slogan like before is ready to work. Dude, it is weird too going to the United, going to the United Center and it's not full. Yeah, it was, it's, I was like, it's still eighty percent capacity, but like know, you're but used to like the 2010 there. Where like, Jeez, it's a it's weird. Get them, Jack. Start stealing people's phones, Jack. It's the Marty Hadlad uh Blackhawks. Uh, yeah, Jesus, fuck that guy, little bitch. He cried when they got rid of him. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and if you're watching the Bulls game on Monday night, I think they're playing the Hawks. Yep. Look, look for me. I'm gonna be like a couple rows up from the the bench. Are you gonna be screaming? Oh. What, what kind of trash talk you got coming for the players? Uh, it depends. I don't know which team's bench I'm behind. Oh, okay, okay. But I got trash talk for both. Believe me, people will know that they are in fact bums. <laughs> I'm, nice. I'm, a bit, I'm big on the word bum when I at professional sporting events. You get so picked up for that one. Yeah, get, get a, a nice <laughs> you're a bum. I'm sure I'll be posting pictures on social media. You'll know exactly where I'm sitting, but. So, hey, are you going to give away those tickets to the thousandth? No, because people are going to cook it, and I don't want that. So okay. once we hit a thousand, I will announce what the giveaway parameters are. But the goal is to get to a thousand for the prize to become available. Yes. Yeah, I think like once we hit it, then they just send in what their yeah. the screenshot of them subscribed with. Yeah, because what I don't want to happen is to be at like nine hundred ninety-eight, and then people like start sandbagging it because they want to be the thousandth. And they start unsubscribing. And yeah, yeah, I don't want any of that bullshit. So. So we have to get to a thousand first, folks. Yep. Once we get to a thousand, we will then announce what the parameters are for the giveaway. When's opening day? What is it like? Uh, is it a late March or early April? <laughs> probably late March. And also, did you notice, Mitch, you would probably be the only one on here that noticed. Did you notice all the Sox home games early are day games? Yeah. Stay away from the cold. Yeah, no, I, it's about fucking time they figured this March out. March 30th. All right, so end of March. Yep. So we have a month, like a month and a half to get 600 and some subscribers. Easy. Easy, easy money, and we're gonna do some give giveaways along the way. Like I said, I'm talking to the our bank on Monday. I'll be out with them, so uh, I'll see what kind of funds I can secure for giveaways. Here's a giveaway idea: the Noah Gregson Charlotte Knights diecast. They had a Charlotte Knights day uh, paint scheme at Daytona last year, or actually I, the Coke Six Hundred last year. I knew like five of the words you just said. 
<laughs> Charlotte Knights. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah, he ran a car that was a Charlotte Knights paint scheme. The Coca-Cola six hundred last year. Did the Charlotte Knights get a new color scheme? I don't think so. I think they rebranded that hat. Yeah, that's okay. That's what I'm basing this on. I was hat shopping the other night, slightly inebriated. I'm like, why is it a neon blue bill? Like, what is going on with this? All right. Different logo, too. Have you seen 70 days? Logos? 70 days until opening day. 15 subscribers a day, baby. Let's go. Have you seen these hats, Aldo? Neon, what? Neon blue? It's yeah. This is their new hat logo scheme. Yeah, no, they they got a whole new logo and everything. Everything. Let's see. Let's see. Here, I'm pulling it up right now. Let me share the screen here because I'm not gonna do the whole cut and paste thing because I'm too lazy. Yeah, see. This okay. is the old logo right yeah. here. I like their old one better. I got this one. This is the old there. logo. This is the new logo. Hmm. Kind of feeling the blue though. Hmm. I'm feeling the blue. I'm feeling the blue. I like the other one better. I don't like that one. You don't like change at all, Mitch. You are the I most like old man I, in... I, I, I was just talking about analytics a half hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> I know so I like. I think guy. I like the color scheme, but I think I'm with Mitch. I'm the I'm, actual... I'm liking the new one. The prevalent turquoise. That was a step back. That looks like they designed that in the nineties. <laughs> Right. Yeah, that's a retro uniform. That was that's great... in though, Mitch. Retro but they're in, in Charlotte, so they're using here's the, the Charlotte. Here's the new uniform. Playing on the Charlotte Hornets and the you know. The okay, I like it. I like it. I'm in. I'm oh, in. Put on that pinstripe jersey right there. The, the one right this, below. The related content. One? Yes. Let me see that beauty. Ooh, those yeah, are tight. That, that's in this picture right here. That's this. I one. know. I just like that. I like it spread out a little bit more. Like Way to knock off the arms, guys. Real cool. Pennies. Oh, pennies are great. No, I like these. Hey, I actually, I think I'm gonna, the Mariners. Cutting them out in these clown oh, uniforms. I think I'm going to buy this hat right here. Are they but... candy asses, Mitch? Too candy. There's... That's what it is. Oh, also, not tough. pinwheels effect. I'm pretty sure we called Seattle and Atlanta for City Connect. Oh, there you go. And that's that's, right. that's the leak that came out. When are they going to – when are the actual new uniforms going to come out? Uh, I don't know. They usually come out – they don't announce it till like right before they wear them, right? Like it's supposed to be like some big uh, secret yeah, during the season. Yeah. Those should be good though. Should be good. So, all right. Uh, you got a NASCAR minute for us, bud? Yes, I do. I see you know, despite what people believe, I love America. It's a NASCAR. <laughs> uh, so I'm you have been holding on to that for so long. <laughs> You have been holding on to that I Love America. You were just waiting for the NASCAR minute just to get that in there. Damn right. Uh, so Daytona, less than a month away. Very exciting. Clash at the Coliseum's coming up. A couple interesting nuggets of note. Uh, maybe find interesting. Maybe not. 2311, Michael Jordan's team. They had a third entry, so everyone was excited. They're like, oh, is Mark Martin coming back? Not just some guy named like Travis Pastrami. So you don't really need to know anything about that. That's not that important. But uh, Jimmy Johnson. NASCAR Hall of Famer. He will be racing in Daytona, making a comeback. The Carvana paint scheme, pretty sharp looking. Although they're going bankrupt, so it's kind of funny they're investing all this money. 
sponsoring Jimmy Johnson. And finally, another interesting one. As we know, the crypto uh, market kind of gone belly up. The one CEO got arrested. So there's an Xfinity driver, Landon Castle, who had a ride in this season. An Xfinity series, it's kind of like the AAA of NASCAR. Uh, he lost his ride because the sponsor was a crypto company and they went bankrupt. They can no longer sponsor him. So he lost his ride for the next season. That is your NASCAR minute. If you were to any of that, I doubt that. But you know. That was a quick minute. Try to so, find two ways to throw me off. Fids, 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 Fids. You keep playing that sexy music. It's the second, the second music you use is more appropriate for NASCAR minute. The what? The second, whatever music you use, the second one. That's all. Oh, that's not me. Oh, no, that was all me. That was oh. DJ Aldo. That was DJ Aldo. It looked like you because you were looking down, so it looked like you were fiddling something. This is more NASCAR minute. No, I feel him something. Right? This is more NASCAR minute. I didn't feel like ZZ Top or something. That'd be better. I don't know. We don't have the rights to that. Yeah. Speak for that shit. Maybe we can add music. I'm gonna. I wanna find some like, uh, free use music here. This, there we go. There you go. This there is you not go. NASCAR minute. All right. Well, before we end the show, there's something that we absolutely have to do. This Padres pitch is shitting bricks right now. Why? Cause Danny fucking Burgess is up and back. Guy just started Shake Shack straight to the dugout. Just had to get that out of my system. I look forward to it every week. Jackety sacks. Yeah, now that Jack, now that, there we go. That's the NASCAR minute music right there. But wait, can we, we can up. Yeah, we can we add can put, music. But you gotta be aware of copyright law. Yeah, we oh, have yeah. to, we're, we have to get, gonna, uh, what's it called? This, uh, this is the stuff that's. With public domain. We have to get public yeah. domain. Like these songs are free. Feeding the dogs, which is funny because that's a term for jerking it. So <laughs> the fact that this is the, what is it? What? It's called read, feeding read the ducks. It said, "Hold on." It says, "Daydreaming, feeding the ducks into space, lo-fi." Like, if you read it down the list, it's, rock. It's feeding the ducks into space sounds like a been a while. This sounds like the generic music that you would get in like a wrestling game in the nineties. I was gonna yeah. say this sounds yeah. like a like a wrestling dude, like one of those like filler matches. Yeah. Iron like Mike Sharp coming to the ring. Yeah. <laughs> well, patting himself on the back. Let us take you on a journey deep oh. into your self consciousness. Where the White Sox made a big free agent splash and the Cubs are winning the NL Central. Moments of so end. On the pinwheels and ivy. Moments of Zoen? Oh my goodness. We have a new segment. Affirmations from Zoe? That'll work. I can do that. Moments of Zoen has to be something, Zoe. Lo fi? (laughs) What's night driving? This is just sexy. Sounds like like the, uh, the music under of like. A scene, yeah, when he's walking in an 80s movie where he's walking her to her door and getting yeah. ready to. Yeah, it's just sexy time music. You just see the shit like the, you just see it from the outside, the curtain, the shadows through the curtain. That was a great night. You want where she walks through the front door and leaves it open. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, you know, Andrew, it's getting late. <laughs> yeah. She'd like to come in for a nightcap? No, thank you. I don't wear them. Uh, yeah, Andrew, it does. <laughs> We've had our eye on you. 
For Wait, a while. I... <laughs> <laughs> the way you hit it to opposite field, you know, our uh, projectors really turned me on. How about you slip into the black and white, white socks? <laughs> <laughs> that might be the best part is nobody saw that and that might be the funniest thing we've ever done on this show. I'm cli- I'm clipping that that's the first clip coming out. What do you mean nobody saw that? We're still alive. We're still alive. I know, but who, uh, God bless the people that have rolled. There's this 14 people that got to experience the beauty of America, might I add, just to cover my tracks. <laughs> Get it, Jack. I want to <laughs> The smooth sounds. You gotta have like you gotta have like the little drum. Does it have the snare drums? Yeah, no. you play with your hand, fingers. Yeah. Um. All right. Oh my god. For, Trey Mancini. For NASCAR Mitch. For Fids. Although I'm so subscribe, you fucking idiots. We'll see you guys next week. This Padres bitch is shitting bricks right now. Why? Because Danny fucking Burgess is up and back. Guy just ordered Shake Shack straight to the dugout. Rebuild of the favorites. We here for the latest. South side or the north side. Not tuned to the greatest. Home team for the home teams. Both sides got our own rings. On the mound or the long ball. But we don't put the wrong strings. Yeah. It's that time of the year now. Wrigley or Gantee, so the whole league that we hear now. New show with a new mood. Discussions and interviews. Trade rumors that might be. This is Pinwheels and Knife. Yeah. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on the boy, yeah. Every season, they get all changed. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on the boy. Season make it all change.